0: Oscar, where's 1049 Park Avenue? This is
1: 1049 Park Avenue! Can two divorced men share an apartment without driving each other crazy?
2: Hello, and welcome to 1049 Park Avenue, an odd couple podcast. Ted Linhart, Garrett Eisler... This week, we're going to talk about season four, episode nine Felix Directs, which aired November 9th, 1973, and is available on Paramount Plus. Who wrote this episode, Garrett?
3: One Harvey Miller, the man himself, uh, kind of the uh, uh, he, the man who started out as a mere staff writer and ended up as an executive producer uh by this season season four it's been a while since we've seen his name on a script uh but this is a harvey miller special
2: so we start with felix and murray watching tv in the living room murray seems very engaged in the show felix looks annoyed and we hear an announcer say next time on our show family usa mother betty attends a pta meeting And son Harvey starts in a school, stars in a school hygiene pageant as an abscess tooth. Felix rolls his eyes and is exasperated. He says, Shut it off, Murray, shut it off. Murray says, Wait, I want to hear about the husband and the daughter. And we hear the announcer say, Husband Bob, teenage daughter Allison, and boyfriend Brian go to Cleveland on a shopping spree. Murray said, Gee, those people have a great life. Felix gets up, turns off the set, and says, Who cares what kind of life they have? It's such an awful show. Murray says, I liked it, Felix. Felix tugs on Murray's nose. Did you notice that? No, I didn't. <laughs> tugs on Murray's nose and he says, you're a wonderful man, Murray. You like it because you're not a pro. Pros can see through that kind of guff. Murray again says, I like it, Felix. And that leads to our first clip right away in the opening, in the pre-opening titles uh, sequence.
0: It was dull, Murray, dull. Well, it was a documentary about an average
1: family. and just everyday people like you and me. Everyday people aren't necessarily dull. I'm certainly not dull. You, you're not a pro, Murray. You're just (laughs) The First rule of filmmaking is no matter what your subject is, you don't treat it in a dull, uninteresting manner. That director, he he had no imagination. He never probed into the insides of that that family. They had no drama. The the father finds out his daughter's a prostitute. Big deal. I never got into it. why, why does he find out? Have is sick tired of your belly aching. Did you say what I thought you said?
0: Yes, I did. I'm fed up with your crabbing. That's
1: not what you said, Mark. Well,
0: belly aching, crabbing, it's all the same thing, and I'm fed up with it. That's not like you. I'm not like me. The police department's been having group therapy sessions, and we're supposed to say exactly what we feel.
4: <laughs>
0: You'll find I'm a lot more candid now. And I'm going to be candid with you, Felix. If you think you know so much, then why don't you make your own picture? Instead of criticizing everybody else, just put your money where your mouth is, buster. <laughs> are
4: you doing? Now I'm
0: going to go home and straighten out my wife. <laughs>
1: Right. The fuzz is right. <laughs> should make my own film. Felix Hunger directs. What? What kind of film? Documentary. About whom? should be about an interesting person, someone dramatic. Me. <laughs> Act and direct in my first film. No, I'll do that. My second film. What? Any subject. You know how you can make it interesting. The first thing you see out the window. There's the janitor. Zoom in. No, he's boring. He's a boring janitor. I'm to talk to the landlord about finding a more exciting janitor. Someone
4: with charisma. Someone, someone who's... Ah! Zoom
2: in! So when he zooms in, he's zooming in on Oscar, who's now walked in. Ah, yes. And when Murray's doing that rant, he's pushing Felix in his chest with his finger. He keeps poking him. Yeah. Back now fam- family usa i think can only be some mm-hmm. sort of spoof on american mm-hmm. family yep
4: yeah. mhm
2: It pbs show that came out the same year 1973 right on the loud family which is considered the first major reality show yeah kind of invented the genre and was at i think i think now it may be looked back as kind of groundbreaking and um Above the current state of reality shows, but at the time, it was equally as um, it has many people who liked it who thought it was trash TV, mm. as as today we have with Real Housewives. Right. By um, the way, it's um, yeah, I, I recognize that too, and I,
3: I'd forgotten that element that of this uh, of this episode. Um, it's very topical, right? So this is late 1973, so it's, it was just earlier this year. Um, uh, an american family is also parodied in the great early albert brooks film called real life yes not yeah Romance* is different Uh, but uh real life i've seen it uh it's from 1980 or so i think so people should check that out if if they like that idea
2: or if they like albert brooks who i i love oh yeah and it was on he was on two early episodes of the (sighs) Couple*. well there you go i didn't even i forgot of course there's a perfect tie-in yes after the credits, Oscar says to Felix who has zoomed in, would you mind zooming out please? Felix says, don't you wanna know why I zoomed in? And Oscar says, no, Felix says why? Oscar says, cause I don't care. Felix says, you're just being crabby. And he notices that Oscar's carrying a paper bag and he asks them about it. And Oscar says, it's dinner, I didn't have time to eat. And Felix says, I'll make you something. You're not gonna eat in your room. Oscar says, I won't make a mess. Felix says, you'll attract bugs. And Oscar replies, they gotta eat too. So now we go into Oscar's room and he throws his bag that has the dinner with it on the bed. Felix walks in and shakes his head in disgust at this room that we see. And there's 10 seconds of audience laughter there, which is a fairly oh. long count for this set design. We've talked before how great the set yeah. design is in the room. And it always brings a laugh for the audience who I guess I think is seeing it for the first time because the lights were off when oh, he sure. walks in. So I'm guessing maybe this is the first time they saw it. And maybe and they somehow have never seen the show before. Well, you know, maybe not, or maybe in person <laughs> it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Felix says, when Sherman marched to Georgia, he left it neater than this. And Oscar says, Felix, why are you following me around? Felix says, I had a brainstorm. I want to make a film. Oscar says, go ahead. Listen, you're a cleanie. Maybe you are a Fellini, which cracks, he cracks himself up saying that. Felix says, I want to make a film about you. Oscar says, are you kidding? I always found this phrase weird. I'm a working man. I can't be bothered with that. I w- I always found it odd that mm. Oscar refers to himself as a working man. It just seems like a, it seems antiquated even for for, for nineteen seventy three yeah. to refer to yourself as a working man. I think yeah. that's weird.
3: Yeah, it is a little. Um I mean he does work. Well like we you can say <laughs> I, I can
2: he has a job. He technically said, I can't do that with my job. job. If he says, yeah, I'm too busy, you know my job, but I'm a working man, it's just- It's also just
3: a weird response to the whole question. Like who, you know, I can't, you can't, Felix didn't say, I need you. Felix just wanted to say, I want to make a film about you that he you know, doesn't imply anything, doesn't imply anything about his uh, his
2: job. Right, well, I think he's saying he doesn't have the time to do it. I think he's imagining he's like acting. Felix says, uh, I won't bother you. You'll never know I'm here. Cinema Verite, see? And then he holds up his hands as if he's uh, in like a kind of a, um, in front of his eyes, like a movie camera. And that leads us to this next clip.
0: See, I'm patting down, I'm patting down
1: your leg and, and i zoom in on your socks. you got know, holes in your socks. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> time. <sometime. laughs> now you're gonna toss your pants across the lap aren't you?
5: No, I'm gonna hang them up, see?
1: And I zoom I zoom down across the bed, across the floor, I gotta shoot this in black and white, nobody would ever believe it in color. How come all of a sudden you're going to do a film? Because every time I see a movie or watch TV, I hear myself say, I could do it better. And tonight, I just got fed up with my belly aching, and I said to myself, Felix, be candid with yourself. Put your money where your mouth is.
5: Well, I haven't seen you this excited since they invented liquid wax. It's uh-huh. important. Yeah, it really is.
1: It really is. And you won't bother. Me. I promise you'll never... see him out very tell You're just yourself. I'm a camera. I'm invisible. Okay, shoot your picture, but I don't want to okay. notice you, Felix. You'll never know I'm... Okay. Good, okay. night. Good, night. Good, night, <laughs> <laughs> good night, good night. Good night, star.
4: Good
0: night,
1: sleep night. night. Don't
4: let
1: the <laughs> Oscar's bedroom, take one. <laughs> You're eating a sandwich. I'm but going to say, Felix. Really. Now I'm panning down across the bed, across the floor. My title shot. i got my titles. Mondo Filth.
2: This is a very visual episode, by the way. So we have to describe yeah. him a lot. So the laugh and applause at the beginning of the scene when Oscar says he's going to hang up his pants is because he he puts his pants on the dartboard and then takes a dart and sticks it in the pants. <laughs> and that's how he's hanging them up, <laughs> which is clever. Uh, Mondo Filth is a reference to Mondo Carne. carne? I think. Yeah, right? I think Carne, right. Carne, which is an Italian film done uh, in the 60s, which was a documentary travelogue about shocking cultural things that people did around the world that Western audiences may find odd. So it's and that,
3: of- And I think more, even more pertinent to this is that it l- launched a whole genre of these, some call them shockumentaries called Mondo something. Like even though, so the title Mondo just became a shorthand for, you're about to see a shocking documentary. Uh, so Mondo <laughs> felt this is very funny and very, very in keeping with that genre. Uh, but that genre was, yeah, be- started with that one Italian film in the early 60s and then there were sequels and then people just stole the title Mondo for whatever. And, you know, a- a- and that genre kind of ended fondly, like with faces of death and things like that, that were, you know, just pushed it too far. So it was, a- it's a very another topical joke
2: here. At the end, Felix barges in with a camera and two giant... Light bulb. Yeah. Light bulb. <laughs> Funny, he has that like rigged up, you know.
3: Because yeah. he hasn't he hasn't gone to that room at all this episode. Like this is all continuous from watching TV with Murray. And right. he, it's so convenient that he happens to have like a whole light and <laughs> movie camera setup. Uh
2: well, you're being generous. Well, I would call that a continuity error, or not a continuity <laughs> era, but a logic error. That how yes. does he have that all ready to go? Yeah. Uh liquid wax was invented in nineteen forty four. Hmm. So Felix for a while. I don't know how Oscar would know how Oscar would know Felix was excited at that time. Uh,
3: because their fathers <laughs> were friends.
2: Or they were in the war together. They fought side by side at Anzio.
3: With liquid wax. Yeah. yeah.
2: So now we have a new scene. It's the next morning. Felix has breakfast ready and Oscar walks in. Felix says, Ah, the star awakes. Go back, go back, go back. Gotta film your entrance. Oscar now is in a good mood. He happily goes back and Felix picks up his camera and says, All right, action. Oscar comes in again. He rubs his belly while mouthing, I'm hungry. Felix says, great, great, great. Oscar sits down. Felix asks him to go back again so we can get it from another angle. I got your morning trance. Now I want to get your characteristic slump. Oscar says, don't say that. I don't slump. Oscar walks in again, but now he does it very deliberately. And he sits down. Felix asks him where the slump is and Oscar slumps over exaggeratedly. Felix says, that's marvelous. marvelous. Then he goes to get a close up up of the food. Oscar's putting eggs on toast and then ketchup. And he spills the whole thing back onto his plate. And Felix is excited and he says, go get, go to it tiger. Mm -hmm. Felix notices a stain um, and he wants to get a, a, he wants to get a shot of it, but it's on Oscar's pants. And he says that it's not a good place for a stain. So Oscar says he'll put one in a good spot. And he takes his hand, puts it in the ketchup and then puts the ketchup on his left shoulder so that he has a stain now in his left shoulder, which is a good spot to get uh, a shot. Felix is excited and says, is that great? Is that sensational? What a sense of humor, what a guy. <laughs> Oscar asks him to leave him alone and, put, and he puts a newspaper in front of his face. Felix says, there's a newspaper in front of your face though. <laughs> Oscar says, yeah, you see, I put something in front of me. Look at the words, it's called reading. Felix tries to push the paper down. Oscar says, that's how he makes his living. By reading the paper, Felix keeps he's pushing. A working man. He's a working man. Felix keeps pushing it down, and finally Oscar yells, "Cut! Cut!" and that leads us to this next clip.
5: Cut! Wait, wait a, a second! Don't over. leave me! I haven't had your dessert yet. Dessert with breakfast? Prunes? Prunes? Prunes first?
1: I'm shooting out of sequence. Anyway, I hate prunes. That's what I want to get. I want to get every facet of your personality, every single bit of you. Yeah, I want to get the hate. I want to get the hate. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. You rolling? Yeah. yeah Roll
4: my arm. Yeah. yeah,
5: I'm just, yeah facets yeah. Yeah, hate. The Facets oh, <laughs> <man. laughs> right, Hate.
2: So Oscar dumps this bowl of prunes on the dining room table. And then Felix tells Oscar to be his messy self. Oscar throws a plate of fruit that's sitting on the living room table up in the air and then throws all the couch pillows everywhere. you eat prunes first what is that i don't i don't i never sort of like digestive thing you're supposed to eat i I never did and
3: i never heard of that Um,
2: never have you eaten a prune i've never eaten a prune
3: i don't even think i've ever eaten a prune you're right um but it's not the first time prunes have come up on the show um when was the last time felix um uh felix talks about prunes a lot i think he likes them um I think there's a reference to someone, probably Oscar, saying, "You think all life's problems can be solved by prunes?" And oh. Felix says, "Many, many can."
4: Okay.
3: Um, but uh, I think it's like, yeah, you got to ask some old people. You know, I think this was uh, something more in fashion in an earlier era that you had. Prunes are supposed to keep you regular. Apparently, they're good for digestion. Yeah. So now the next—I don't know why they have to come first. Like first, Oscar's saying there's no dessert with breakfast, and then. Felix says prunes, which isn't really, it's just fruit, it's not dessert. And then Oscar's just like, matter of factly really says, well, yes, prunes, but you should have them first. So they're both being ridiculous.
2: Next scene is all external. Felix backs out of the entrance of the San Remo, with mm, Oscar yes. walking in front of him. Oscar hails a cab that's by the way, just like sitting like 50 feet away, on the parked on the curb on the sidewalk, it's yeah. on the sidewalk, but parked. It's odd. It's, a little it's, clumsy. Uh, they didn't cover that very well. Yeah. Um, Felix steps onto the street by the now, and he films first. He films Oscar throwing a cigar on the ground, which Felix pans down to. Now, then this cab pulls up in front of the San Remo. It is so close to Tony Randall. <laughs> I were. Yeah. Yeah, Gary Marshall, or whoever, I would be freaked out that that (laughs) or Tony, who's back, can't see the cab, could get (laughs) hit. Like there was, I think that was that was really Tony Randall with the camera, right? And I think that 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 looked really dangerous to me. I've never noticed
3: that. Well, I'd like to think they rehearsed it in a way so that because part of the joke or the what's enjoyable about that scene is Felix is so immersed that he can't, you know, he's only looking at the through the camera and to so it's kind of a stunt for him to be able to back into the cab and all that without looking so i imagine that was practiced very i agree
2: carefully. but that seems still
3: yes it's, it's a little scary
2: respect. so yeah. felix then the cab is perfectly positioned that Felix back he backs up he opens the door was still filming oscar he backs into the cab and oscar closes the door before he gets in and tells the cab to drive off so now the cab's driving off with felix who first seems like dismayed and then just keeps filming Oscar. Uh now we have a new scene. Felix Felix is now in a suit and he's filming Oscar walking into Yankee Stadium which looks disgusting in 1920.
3: Oh yeah, you know it's funny it's the it's like the loading dock, right? Or of,
2: the or the press area or the
3: employee oh, It says there's
2: a sign saying press,
3: right? And that's just, that I finally realized there's this, they use that location in the, op- the new opening credits, which we still have to discuss at some point. Um, there's a shot in the new opening credits of season four of Oscar coming out of that door. Oh with yeah. A, a sandwich in his mouth and uh, his jacket, you know, like he's working. And I always thought that's supposed to be his office, but it's like the loading dock. But now I see it's Yankee stadium. So press area. The press app, or what they're saying is the press
2: i assume that shot is from this episode somehow that's what right I
3: mean. they must have done right because they don't go up to yankee stadium every day now
2: um so we see felix uh filming oscar as he walks on. by the, the way I and mean, we
3: should point out all this uh location stuff um you know more this is another episode with not as much as some of the others, but uh, pretty heavy. In the early part of this episode, they yeah. clearly had to plan ahead for this to do all these
2: location shots. yeah. You know? So, Felix Oscar now walks out of Yankee Stadium. Felix is filming him, um, and no, sorry, he, he he films Oscar walking under the Yankee under the field, which I thought was impressive. Oh, right. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. These are
3: scenes. Yeah. Some of these I did not recall. I imagine some of these were cut in syndication.
2: Yeah. Uh, so that's- there's a
3: lot of this extra footage. Yeah.
2: And then we see Felix filming him as he leaves the stadium. Oscar gets annoyed and throws his jacket over the camera. So he does have that jacket right. in there. Now, Felix is now filming Oscar crossing a street in Midtown. Which I believe is 8th Avenue, 57th Street. Oh, my God. I spent an hour and a half trying to figure <laughs> out where this is, and I couldn't come up with that. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, I lived near, I grew up near there. so I, I, I never uh,
2: got to 8th In my searches, I'll tell you, yeah. I never got to 8th Avenue. <laughs> What were you searching? What I was trying to do. What's yeah. that? The what were you searching? I was searching trying, based on. I saw a Horn and hard art automat mm-hmm. in the background when mm-hmm. automats were still thing next to a Chock Full of Nuts coffee house. Mm-hmm. So I was Googling 1973 locations of Horn and Hard Art yeah. and Chock Full of Nuts, looking for a place they were together. And, and do you think I'm right? I don't know because I oh, never found didn't, something didn't on Eighth Avenue. Yeah. So now there's that I, that white
3: building. Yes. I next to I the chock full of knots yeah. is that thing, that Columbus Circle, you know. Oh,
2: Columbus Circle. No, I looked. OK, I saw. Yes. Yeah, when, <laughs> when you look at it, you see a park on the right. And I did think that was Columbus Circle. I'm not saying you're wrong, but yeah. I do remember putting my Google Maps on Columbus Circle and trying yeah. to do a. Well, it's
3: changed so much. I mean, yeah, none of those things are there, but that the subway entrance.
2: If that's you know, the other thing I saw, the subway yeah. entrance. I couldn't which, which
3: they show it. Oscar going into uh, just the scene later. You know, if we get off the 59th, the Columbus Circle subway station has a south entrance of 57th Street, and it's that building is still there.
2: So that's what made me. I, I absolutely believe you because yeah. you know it. And I did not check that street. Now I'm going to go back when we're done and look at And that. I also
3: assumed it that because it is very near. I think you remember when they were at Carnegie Hall a few episodes yes. ago outside, yeah. down, that was just 7th and 57th. And there's a shot in the opening, the new opening credits that I think is on that corner. So I think for some reason, they like to film around 57th, 7th and 8th Avenue. I don't know if that's where ABC was, but- Well, ABC's um, always
2: been on 66th near- Oh, right, Columbus. Near Columbus Circle, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah I, I, so I put my Google guy, you know, for Street View yeah. near Columbus Circle but I didn't. I don't think I made it to where you're talking about. Now I don't believe there was ever a topless bar. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that <laughs> on that corner, yeah, so which we'll, is what we'll you're talk, getting to. We'll yeah. Talk about that in a second. Um, by the way, I don't recall he walks into the subway in this, epi- in this episode.
3: I think uh, a, a scene later, something. A little... I don't have that. I don't. Think, okay. I mean, well, he goes somewhere that may not look like a subway, but I assumed it was. They just show Oscar walking through a. Uh, well,
2: anyway, I... I could be wrong about that. So, but I believe it's that same and building we so we see felix uh filming oscar he's crossing the street which you're saying is, is he walks into a cocktail lounge with a very fake sign that says topless waitress. <laughs> so i believe it's a cocktail lounge because i i believe this uh-huh. the, the one the the sign on the side that says cocktails that looks authentic to me but that topless waitress <laughs> sign is clearly a paramount prop yeah um and so- A paramount prop,
3: or right. as opposed to like a piece of cardboard that well, the, the, right. that's, the, that the uh, key grip uh,
2: wrote on the a That's what I'm describing as a paramount. <laughs> um, so he goes in, he follows Oscar into the popless waitress lounge. And a few seconds later, Felix is being carried out in a bear hug by a very large bouncer. Uh, Felix throws a little temper tantrum there on the street. And that's it. Now, again, I don't have any other scene where Oscar's in anywhere. So I, I don't, you're saying- All right. Uh, I, I, maybe I dreamed it. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. Next scene. Oscar <laughs> walks into his he walks
3: into his office. It doesn't look like 15- You're right. Oh, I'm sorry. Broadway, that could be, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That could I think be. it's across the street from the okay. Topless Waitress line. Yes, that's fair. Sorry. I yes. Oh, by the way, and speaking of this neighborhood, well, last thing about this neighborhood, where is Paramount located in- Yeah, uh, they're at 40-something in Broadway. But isn't it Paramount at Columbus? Oh, I'm sorry. There, that's that the Paramount Theater building in Times Square. But doesn't the Paramount, didn't Paramount build that tower on Columbus Circle? That Time Warner did. No, no, no. Before, before they Time did. Warner. In old times, they that's where they have. Uh, oh no, Felix and Oscar. Yeah, they show in the fountain. You know, at the fountain at the new in the new closing credits. Um. That big Columbus Circle Tower wasn't that a Paramount building until uh, if you can't, Trump. I fired. don't
2: know. I I'm, I'm not aware of the answer to that, so I can't. Tell okay.
3: You. Uh, 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 what do you What do they say in court? Like disregard. Strike that.
2: So now we see Oscar. Now we see Felix and Myrna in Oscar's office.
1: Can you guess where my camera is? here yeah (laughs) no don't touch the lens you never touch a lens that's my microphone
6: hello shout
1: it's too delicate
6: i don't know i don't think mr madison's gonna like this
1: well he doesn't have to know about it you're not gonna tell him are you
6: okay mums the word yeah
1: now the main thing is just to engage him in conversation talk loud get him to talk loud Uh, and try to get him to face up towards the camera
4: okay okay i think he's coming
5: Hi, Myrna. Good
4: morning, Mr. Madison. You look pretty as a picture. I said
5: you call me Felix up earlier this morning to Megan.
4: I'll go plug in the pot.
5: Before you do that, give me the New York Jets file, will you?
4: What?
5: Give me the New York Jets file.
4: What?
5: I said, give me the New York Jets file.
4: Don't you want to talk?
5: No, I just want the file.
4: Oh, here's the file. <laughs> what?
5: I said, what's with all the yelling here?
4: That's better. How are you? <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh. <laughs> you? Oh, I couldn't fool you, could I? But it was worth it. I got some drinks, Felix. I don't want that around my neck anymore. I don't want it in front of my face anymore. Okay. Felix, will you stop? A week ago, you promised you weren't going to bother me. Now you're in my hair at home. You're in my hair at work. Give me the fly, will you? i got to stop. I can't do it anymore. I'm not going to get any work That Give me the plow. Look, she's looking at the camera. Felix, here.
4: Look, look. Hey, my dear. Oh, no, son. no, no. You're not going to
5: walk off the picture, are you? Yes, yet? I am. No, you wouldn't. Oh, it's coming along so beautifully. I've seen the stuff. It's great. Felix, are you willing to show your film to a professional, let him decide whether it's good or not? Mm-hmm. Do I have to Yeah. Then I will. Okay, I'll bring him home for dinner tonight. Who is he? Phil Russell. He makes spaghetti western. I'll make some spaghetti.
1: Okay. <laughs> if you remember to buy spaghetti.
2: <laughs> so I did look up the Google image of 57th and eighth, and absolutely see it now from mm. that shot um where that cocktail lounge was is now a cvs and you can see that corner entrance is still there yeah where that corner yeah. entrance was i also i don't see still don't see anything about a paramount building in columbus circle.
3: ah no i looked that up no uh, you know what i was thinking of it was known as the gulf of western building uh,
2: which did buy Paramount,
3: course, which were the parent was the parent company yeah it's that and it's now the trump hotel in columbus circle okay that big and that it is featured i think in the old opening credits of the show
2: so now we. Can have I a- just say
3: one more thing yeah. before we move on, um, uh, because we're the now we're taking a turn in the plot. But um, all, all these scenes, like when Felix is uh, filming Oscar eating breakfast, and here in the office when they're trying to get he's trying to get Oscar to be spontaneous, uh, to fake spontaneity. I, you know, these are play today like really well because they're great parodies of reality TV, right? You know, it's like this is it, again it's like it's picking up the the parody of the American Family Show, but it's still uh, it's so resonant for what we think of reality TV today, which is this very, you know, non-spontaneous process to show people as if they're really living. So I think that humor plays well.
2: And we should point out the scene: Felix is hiding behind a file yes. cabinet, which is where Oscar <laughs> hits it with a bat.
3: And that's what... and, feeling, and Myrna can see the camera right away, where it's he's tr- trying to hide it in the filing cabinet. Right
2: so the next scene: Felix and Oscar are in the living room with Phil Russell, who we mentioned. Um, and the lights are turned out. Uh, Phil says, ah, lovely spaghetti dinner, Felix. He's played by David White. Do you recognize him? I certainly recognize him as a
3: familiar face, but who
2: is he? He had he had one particularly famous role on television.
3: Oh, in uh, Bewitched or? That's right,
2: Bewitched, yes, Bewitched. he right. was Larry Tate. Right. That's right, right. He played Darren's boss on 191 episodes. Uh, he started acting on TV in 1949. He did a lot of guest spots until Bewitched, and then after Bewitched, he still did a lot of guest spots. Uh, He did two episodes of Quincy, and his final acting appearance was on Dynasty. Now, we have a shot from behind them as they're watching. So they're looking at the movie. Felix has a movie screen playing the movie he has of Oscar. Uh, But it's interesting. The fourth wall is obscured because of the angle, because they're not directly behind them. They're on an angle. And it's dark because they're watching a right. the movie. So they didn't need to expose the, what is obviously the studio audience area. Right. Um, and they're uh, watching a the movie and we're going to play the clip of them watching the movie. Felix is narrating it. So we don't have to narrate it all. Uh, they do show the ketchup scene. yeah, But it, it's a, obviously a different take because he does not put the ketchup with the same density in the same place.
3: And it's also uh, it, when we were watching that happen, Felix had to cut. You know, Felix was stopped filming, and had to resume. And here we see Oscar do it all in one in one take, basically.
2: Oh, right, because he had a few film down. That's right.
3: Right, he Felix stopped to tell him to put the stain somewhere else. So um, it is a little continuity uh, question. Yes. Now
1: here's a shot of Oscar eating breakfast. Isn't that Do you ever see a man eat like that? There's the original stain. There's the new one. Sensational, huh? Here's a shot of Oscar's bedroom. Call this scene Believe It or Not.
4: I didn't
1: have to have a set decorator either. This room looks like that all the time. Here's Oscar asleep under a blanket of old clothes magazine. Like that, sleeping the wrong way. Here's Oscar shaving. You was the man shaved like that with a cigar in his mouth? <laughs> Here is brushing his teeth at the kitchen sink. Washing his mouth out with beer. Look <laughs> at water running film. you just feel the wetness, tactile values? Look at Oscar washing his hands on film. Look what we can't, that's what I call acting.
5: I'm acting, I've been washing my hands like that all my life. And that's all she wrote. Great
4: footage,
5: huh? (laughs) Not so loud, Felix. I think your great footage put him to (laughs) sleep. No, I'm
6: not asleep. I was just thinking. Uh, You were thinking I can get out of here without telling him how rotten it was, right, Phil? (laughs) On the Conqueror, it was terrific. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Really? As a matter of fact, you gave me an idea here. Felix, I'm doing a film that is dying. It's about a girl, Christina, a sweetie stewardess. But it needs... It needs something to balance it. I need a story about a lonely man. Oscar,
1: he comes across as a lonely man.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing if I could put my film about the sweetie stewardess together with your film about the lonely man, it would be perfect. My film is 16 millimeter. Oh, uh, my Super 8. But I'll blow it up.
4: Felix,
6: Felix, I want you to direct the rest of this picture. Oh! <laughs> We'll have a big confrontation scene where the lonely man meets Christina. As a matter of fact, we can shoot that scene right here in this apartment. What about a script? Improvise! Just like you've always done. I'll supply the lights and the crew. My own crew! And all you have to supply is the apartment and the lonely man. You got him! You got him! How about, Oscar? Me? <laughs> sure,
5: you're the co-star. Phil, you as crazy as he is. I'll give you 500 bucks. 500 bucks?
2: Now that may be the worst hit in
4: <laughs>
2: music, and you know, edit. yes, and you know, know, why. know why. Because Oscar sings, uh, I'm gonna be in pictures, I'm gonna be in
3: pictures
2: to the tune of You Ought to Be in Pictures, which is yeah. a Ruby Valley hit. Um, I couldn't find a clip of him singing it, but I cannot, like, I, what do they want us to think? I, make of I have to believe <laughs> that if that was in there, yeah. that. That's not a reason they have to pay musical rights. I'm not an expert on this at all. Yeah. But I've seen that happen. I just can't believe what's going line... quoting.
3: Uh, I'm gonna be in five words from the song, singing it badly.
2: I, I think <laughs> my guess is Paramount was just afraid, or it was a period yeah. of time when something else was going on with very jittery copyright issues. And they it wasn't that they knew they shouldn't do it, it's that they just yeah. thought it was didn't care. not to
3: do it. They no, just no. didn't care.
2: Well, I don't know. They didn't care about the, about the aesthetics of it. Well, I mean, I'm not sure I, they didn't care. I believe that I somebody there did care, but that lawyers said that <laughs> yes. this is uh, too risky. I'm sorry. I shouldn't generalize.
3: I'm sure there was one lone odd couple fan in the in the. I in think the I've
2: heard DVD people talk about yeah, yeah. the product, but the, the actual product people. Yes. And I believe they care and they want to make well, it possible. You're thing. right. Let me take
3: this back. They did bother to fade out as opposed to abruptly <laughs> abruptly cut to the next scene. So I will give them credit for, for trying to uh, do it uh, 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 with some elegance, but I, I get the feeling, yeah, I think you're right, but I also get the feeling it's like, this is a rush job, right? At some point that for the, to get the episodes, I don't know if they did this for the DVDs, I don't know if you've had a chance to compare or whether others. I've there. not
2: seen any different. I think DVD and streaming have the same issue. I don't think the DVD. Right. Whenever but do you I- think like these cuts were made first for the DVDs,
3: and this is why, and they just are streaming the DVD version?
2: Yes. Yeah. I. Yeah. I mean, this. This is. Uh, yes. I, so. So there was a
3: rush, as I as I remember, there was the kind of, they issued like all of the. After the first season, they just issue them all at once, saying "just get them out of there," oh, and get them out there. And uh, it seems like a If you're trying you're in a hurry, you just you you simplify the instructions, like cut all songs. <laughs> there could be something like that, yeah. yes. So,
2: so now come, we, it's,
3: it's 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 terrible. And I and I, you know, every time this happens now, I think about how many episodes to come where there's like a lot of music. So I'm not looking forward to some of the later episodes where it's a big deal.
2: I love the way Felix gets excited about directing the way he says, oh, <laughs> uh, by the way, one thing we never talked about earlier was I, uh, the fact that Felix takes claim for his commenting about his belly aching and never mentions Murray. Yeah. That, yeah. I, obviously <laughs> it's a joke, but is he, that a source of- He carrots all of Murray's uh, that things. I was
3: just thinking.
2: Is that because he's got too much pride to say? Uh, it was yes, okay. yes. Um, We have a new scene, a cab pulls up to the building. Oscar gets out, pays the driver. Felix is in the living room flipping through a book. Felix says, I've been waiting for you. What do you think I have in my hand? Oscar looks at it and says, book. Felix says, but what book? An actor prepares by Stanislavski. Oscar says, who's he? Felix says, the founder of the Method School of Acting. This is the Bible. I think you should have a lesson in in acting. Oscar says, acting, what happened to be yourself? Felix says, that's when you are being yourself, but now you must become a character, Luke Marlowe. Oscar says, Luke Marlowe? Felix says, Luke Marlowe, lonely, sports writer, slob. I think we should begin at the beginning with a very simple exercise, which is here.
1: Begin at the beginning with a very simple exercise. Yes. All right, I think you should become an object. What do you mean become an object? Before you can become a man, you must be something simpler. Acting is becoming. You become an object. What was I before I was Oscar Madison? A pretzel?
4: <laughs> Here's a pretzel.
1: That's ah. too easy. See, I think you should be
5: a tree. What kind of tree? Any kind of tree you want to be. I'm an old tree.
4: <laughs>
5: that's very good. That's why'd right you stop? I saw a dog coming. Oh. <laughs> oh, it's, it's not
1: silly. It's not silly. You see, you Chose to be that kind of tree. Acting is a matter of choices. The greatest actors make the most interesting choices. You could have chosen to be a bush. a
4: bush. <laughs> a
1: thorn bush. You see, you oh, feel yeah. the thorns, you feel the danger. Yes, yes. You don't have to be a bush. You could have chosen to be a hedge. What's a hedge. <laughs> a perfectly trimmed hedge. That's the kind of hedge I would be if I were a hedge. You would be a sloppy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> now, emotion the most important part of acting. Now, I'm going to throw an emotion at you. You respond. Hate! Oh, you say hate, I'm supposed to say impossible. No, no, you use emotional recall. You recall a time when you hate it, and then it comes oh, flooding out. That's what the great actors do. All right, now.
4: Hate! Mm. Oh. Yeah. Boy, that,
1: that came from the heart. I felt <laughs> that, that was great. What were you recalling? The day you moved in. <laughs> Oh, Oscar, I'm I'm sorry. I I, I went too far. Oh, that's not nice of me. I'm sorry. That. What were you (laughs) recalling? The same day.
4: Having fun with me?
1: See, that's why your acting was super special. You see, you can't. What are you doing? I want to answer the door. You're not going to use any of the things we practiced? Is
5: an entry No, no, no. you no, 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 no. You
1: create a situation out of reality. You heard the doorbell ring. Yeah. Who's there? I don't know. Though, I see your worst enemy. <laughs> the worst enemy you have in the world. The man oh, who put the bullet in your leg. The other one. The man who stole your wife away and broke both your arms. <laughs> He's on the other side of the door. You can hear him breathing. He can hear you. You reach for the doorknob, he reaches for his lucre. You enter the door. So <laughs> will
2: show you how Felix has this like Quasimodo deranged yeah. look on his face.
3: <laughs> My God, it's hilarious.
2: Anthony the door, it's Murray, and Murray does this like that Scooby-Doo, like yeah. <laughs> run in place before he actually runs away. It's yeah. very funny.
3: And this is, that's one of those jokes that where the show is like probably pushing it too far, but it's still really funny. Really funny. It, it's worth it. I, I think that this, again, it was a great teaching scene, right? Uh, and, uh, and so, uh, Tony Randall's alley to give you know to sort of pontificate on um, theories of acting, and uh, it, I think this is one of the one of my favorite of those scenes.
2: So we have a new scene in the living room. There's a film crew setting up. There's about ten people in the room. Felix is explaining to a lighting lighting man how he wants to light the scenes. Adorable the rings, and in comes Phil Russell. Who Felix calls baby, like Kojak would call somebody. <laughs> really? Yeah.
3: Really? He said,
2: Hello, hi baby. <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. I missed that. And he introduces ho- trying to be very Hollywood, I guess. Yeah. I think so. He introduces Felix to his partner Ed, who's played by played our old by- friend Louis Gus. Yes, making his third credited appearance, but really our second appearance where we see him because his first appearance in the tax episode he was cut out. To which
3: us- I still say, release the Gus cut.
2: Right. Uh, that wasn't a music issue. We think that was a time time. So uh, Phil describes him as distributor. Oh, by the way, before we get to this for Brock socks productions, the, this must've been a joke of the era. The fact that Felix says I'm 16 millimeter and Phil says, yeah, yeah. Hey, and you. they laugh at that. Yeah. Do they laugh at that? Cause they know something that this okay. is going to be a porno or is that just a format joke of the, um, era?
3: <clears throat> well, all right. So, You didn't, you didn't, you didn't research this. Well, I,
2: Uh, I, let me say something. Let's define what Super 8 is. So when I, I'll share a little bit about a little personal story. So as my mother had had dementia in the last couple of years of her life. And one of the things we did together in when she was kind of at home, but still with it was we watched, we had 150 um, Super 8 movies to watch. So I bought like, like home movies, home movies. I bought like a bunch of movie projectors on eBay. Wow. Like I went through three or four of them wow. and I bought light bulbs. I had to fix a, a, um, oh uh, a, a, a band at one point that was, that causes it to like, I kind of became, I did a, a lot of research on wow. the different types of films and film projectors and actually had edit the film because they wouldn't thread mm. sometimes because wow. the leader was all ripped. So I know there's a difference. There's a big yes, difference. Super right. sixteen was much more professional and had a lot right. more quality and more film and sound. Right. Super eight was either not sound or later had sound. But even knowing that, unless you know something, I don't. Okay. Know, I, well, I always
3: assume Super eight. First of all, Super eight is cheap. I think that was the main yes, attraction, especially for movies. Cheaper than. Yeah. And, and geared more to amateurs and, and average people. Than and smaller cameras. Mil- you can smaller have a- cameras, right. Yeah. And 16 millimeters is already kind of professional. Um, and here's how I interpret that joke. Felix, uh, when he, he's like saying, Felix, you can make this movie. And Felix almost apologetically says, oh, but mine is only 16 millimeter as opposed to 35, right? As opposed to what a standard theatrical release for film I assume by that time was already 35 millimeter. Um, and instead the guy says, oh, mine's super eight, which is even worse, <laughs> which is even lower grade. He says, but I'll blow it up. I'll blow my film up to match yours, <laughs> you see. So it is a for- it's a format joke. It is a format joke, but it also does kind of indicate there's something fishy about like if he's a professional filmmaker and he's making films on Super 8, there's already something a little a little fishy about this. So it doesn't necessarily scream porno, but it's already uh, makes him look a little dubious.
2: So after yes, him- full joke for the film format fan, which at the time was you know <laughs> that was a lot that was very. Yes, people had home, as you it's said, like people it, had home movies. So like they if had it was Super a, a Betamax versus VHS joke in the 80s. Or it's
3: more like a LP versus CD or VHS versus DVD kind
2: of movie. I see. I got you. Yeah. Okay, so after he introduces Phil, um, we get this.
6: Well, this is the big day. Is this the set? Yeah. You like it? Yeah, perfect for a living room. It is a living room, Ed. Where, where's Oscar? He's in a wardrobe. I'll get it. Patience, everybody. We'll be right with you. Oscar? Well, Phil, I hope this scheme of yours works. Where's the bed? Get the bed. There's only three ways we can go with this film. If we show the Christina film now the way it is, we'll get a double X rating and go to jail. What? If we cut in that Navy stuff, well, then we can only show it in the Philippines. Well, you know how much money there is there. I got enough bamboo. So we go with Luke, the lonely sports writer and hope for an R with an explanation. You really think having Madison will give it uh, remedially sociable valuables? Let's hope so. Well, where's the bed? You handle the business. Let me handle the creative. All right.
2: Here's our star. So do you know what I think makes that scene very notable? Uh, What, Ted? I think that's the first scene we've ever seen, excluding season one, where there's 45 seconds of dialogue between two people that are not. That are not Oscar and Felix. Or Myrna or Murray Uh, or Miriam. Our five main characters. Yeah. I don't think we've ever seen... Forty five seconds of dialogue or of two randos of who two are randos only in this talking, episode. Yeah, which is <laughs> yeah. completely expository, completely yeah. set up. Yeah. Unnecessary, really. Well, I it. think it well, it kind of
3: 34. sets forth what's to come. I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: This the forty five seconds of it, with oh, I see. bad Philippines bamboo joke. <laughs> I, okay, there I, there. I, for me, that does make it worth it
3: because that's the most random joke I've heard on this series. <laughs> if we throw in that Navy stuff, we can only show it until... I have no idea what he's talking about.
2: <laughs> right, and I, I, it's, either, it's either made and
3: up... I, I wonder whether there is something he's talking about or that this is just like... I feel like it's Various, made up. bizarre, like, uh, you know, legal calculating.
2: I think it's made up jokes about The idea of the porno industry at the time which was obviously coming online but very different than today um but yeah we've never and it i don't i think that's that scene stalls because they're not that funny and the lines aren't that funny i'm not saying we yeah we need to know it's a porno and we need to hear it without felix and oscar Yeah,
3: we need to know that felix is being set up
2: right and 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 we need to know they don't know Right. Uh, but it just probably doesn't need to go on that. But long. you're right.
3: It's, it just shows how, how rare that is. Uh,
2: also double X rating is not, mm-hmm. was not a thing.
3: Right. Yeah. As we discussed on our previous episode, Ted, as you may recall that this, the whole rating X rating thing is coming, it, it is, is, is very topical and also changing, right? So that the X rating began in the late sixties as the equivalent of NC 17 later, it, it basically was meant for serious films that were just too considered too risque for children. So Clockwork Orange had an X, Midnight Cowboy had an X, um, you Last, know, films like that Last famous. Last Tango in Paris? I guess Last Tango in Paris, which is obviously being referenced here In uh, later. Um, I assume that got an, uh, an X now, but that was only for this brief window from the late 60s to early 70s, because what happened by this time around 1973 is that the porno industry co-opted the X rating idea that the the, the the phrase X rated as um, a way to sell their films. So they made up terms, like, they would put like two X's on the poster or three X's and they would call it double X rated or triple X rated as a way to say, yeah, come see this, it's really
2: dirty. It was a marketing hook yeah it's a marketing of a hook. Right, right. there was no your-
3: actual rating right for the ratings right. board and that then because of that the ratings the mpa did away with the x rating because they didn't want no filmmaker and hollywood wanted their film tarnished that way and so they just in, uh, enforced the r rating strictures more strictly i guess so Felix now brings and he's up. hoping for an r with an explanation an explanation not, right yeah. so it means like it's going to be an R. he's not even hoping for the standard x rating which may have already been uh being phased out so he's uh I, I don't know what he imagines this where this film's gonna go and by the way i think this is also the time to say that the footage that felix has on oscar as he uh shows, screened it to phil is not very impressive
2: no why phil <laughs> thinks uh, Felix will go along with this there's no there's no why. unless there. he's just desperate for anyone to
3: who wants to hold a camera to make this movie
2: So Felix now brings out Oscar, who he calls our star. Oscar comes out sheepishly embarrassed. He acknowledges the applause. Phil says, Oscar baby, look wonderful. And he shakes his hand. Baby, yeah, again, baby. He introduces him to Ed. Ed says, pleased to meet you, love your column. Phil says, well, you know what my motto is? No, how would we know what your motto is? (laughs) For one moment, never interfere with the artist. And so they start to leave. Felix says, we're set. The camera's loaded, we're ready to roll. Felix and Ed are about at the door and Ed says, you bring this to Felix, you bring this in for less than 10,000 and I'll kiss you. Now, I don't know why Felix decides to say this at this moment. But <laughs> I'll make a picture you can take your children, you can take your children to see or that your children can see. Yeah. Ed says, are you kidding? Where's the bed? It's just hilarious. Phil <laughs> and Ed leave. Although there's a jump cut here and I can't tell why Uh, you see them closing the door and the next scene is a jump cut. I think,
3: yeah, you know, I, later, I thought we, they cut out more talk between Oscar and the actress. I think we're missing a little bit of Oscar with with talking with the actress. Why would
2: they cut that out?
3: I have no idea, but I do think in some of the later, when they re-edited the episodes uh, for syndication at some point in the 90s, uh, I just noticed that they were just like cutting things that I was used to and putting things in that didn't need to be there. Um, I don't know whether it was for novelty or something, but um, I don't know. I'd be curious if anyone, if anyone listening uh, remembers that. I think there's a little more dialogue between Oscar and the actress that doesn't
2: involve singing. Felix announces they're going to have a rehearsal. And he said, so spread out for a nice party. Let's have a rehearsal in twosome so I can get you. There's going to be a rehearsal more for me than for you, I assume. We're going to have a nice party. I'm going to be in here on the flowers and go from couple to couple. So let's try it just for me and action. So Felix is filming. We see the couples get close to each other. So we should say there's like five couples in the room. Yeah, Diverse. There's an African-American couple, a couple of white couples. And they're all kind of just in this party i don't know what this script looked like to felix where the lonely (laughs) sports writer slob has some sort of dinner party i guess um and we see them start to get like close but felix doesn't notice anything he does tell one of the girls to move the hair out of her face then we see oscar on the couch with this girl who is this lady is kissing him on the mouth. and felix continues to film saying that's very good and he comes to oscar he says no no that's not right you two just met And he forces them apart. The woman says, oh, but I really dig them. And not just professionally, but I mean, I really, really dig you. She's played by Doria Cook, who has a small list of credits in the 70s. And she married Craig T. Nelson in 1987. No kidding. Still married. Wow. She's Doria Cook Nelson now. And I found pictures of them. And you can kind of see her in them when you, you know, she's older now, obviously. Felix says, you don't understand, dear. You're not motivated. Oscar says, yes, we're motivated. Man, woman, (laughs) all all those things. But You see what I mean, Ted? Like, I think, I don't think it's this sudden. I think they do have some
3: dialogue. Right. Because this does look weird, even for the concept of the premise
2: of the show. Felix says, now listen, sit up straight. You're a nice girl. Now you've just met. You sit on the couch and talk. Woman says, talk. You mean there's sound? (laughs) <laughs> of course and he points to the boom mic over her and she says oh i've never been on sound before i could sing oscar says i'm a little nervous too i never acted before and she says oh acting's easy oscar says it is she says yeah i'm not i'm i'm just a substitute substitute school teacher i've done lots of movies did you see last tango in tijuana and oscar means says you mean last tango in paris <laughs> She says there's one in paris too <laughs> oh far out i've got to make it to sweden i would, i don't know why does she sweden, say sweden okay it's not the first time we've heard that
3: in who's the swedish by the way is she the swedish stewardess uh that's all no, the movies that's from the
2: that's isn't that from the that's from felix's boyfriend's brother felix's wife's boyfriend
3: no 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 in this episode phil says his movies about a swedish oh, stewardess. Oh, maybe she which is they completely forget about um but sweden was the um A lot of uh, the, some of the first sexually explicit films to get like the X rating or to play in it were Swedish art house movies, Swedish art house movies. Some Swedish art house movies were known as being uh, very uh, sexually explicit. So there's some association with the porn industry because of that, I think.
2: She says, I've got to make it to Sweden. Do you know how creative they are? How sensitive? Uh, And that leads to uh, our final clip.
4: Felix. Get back in your no,
1: place, we're actor,
5: we're actor, actor. Get back in your Hey, place. you
2: playing Luke? Yeah Hi, I'm playing Harry
5: The friendly next door neighbor <laughs> Don't I know you Did you see Last Tango? In Tijuana? No, Tampa <laughs> Didn't you work on a newspaper? No, I work in a hospital I'm a male nurse <laughs> Felix fishy about these actors here you got butterflies in your stomach no, we, yeah, listen, yeah. Let me look. she's not nice she's a substitute school teacher. he's a male nurse you see what i mean relax luke but no, no, you forget the luke this is oscar there's something strange about these actors
1: you're nervous, nervous aren't you that's good use it use it keep it in the park ah. here we go everybody all right thank you everybody that was an excellent rehearsal now we're going for a take this time give it everything you've got use emotional recall the same thing we're going to start on the flowers and action Man, you
5: <laughs> It's a raid. It's a raid. Everybody else, oh, it's a raid. What's going on? I said cut. Why, Peter? You were trying to make a nice picture about a human being. Phil had another picture in mind about a different kind of a human being. Those two could never have gotten together. What are you talking about? Don't you know the kind of film he wanted to make? No! It was a porno film. A double X-rated film. The smut you see on 42nd Street. (laughs)
4: Wow.
1: I saw things through my lens that looked peculiar to me, but I... I guess I was blinded by ambition. All all I saw was my name on a film. Thank you, Oscar, for saving me. You're you're a true friend. One thing. uh, Only the director says cut.
2: guy who plays the guy who plays the guy playing harry because we never found out his name The act, the, the nurse's name only that he's playing harry is a guy named edward faulkner who had a lot of small roles in tv in the 60s 70s now do you think oscar recognized him because he's seen him in a porno because he knows about last tango in tijuana or i guess he knows about it from the from the actress but he rec- does he re- why does he think he recognizes him
3: yeah i uh that is a little odd. I think it really is just to set up the joke. The because male actor? To <laughs> no, to set up the joke in Tampa, <laughs> last tango oh. in Tampa, Be, uh, because it's like, he, how else is he going to volunteer that he was in last tango?
2: Yes, he, has well, to he ask, can say, "Are you a professional actor?" And he says, "No." He could say, yeah. "No, I'm a male." Right, artist.
3: right. Yeah, I know. It's it's weird. It's, I think it could mean it went that in a different way. <laughs> I think it
2: could mean that Oscar has seen has him in seen a porno. watch
3: goes to watch porn. Well, yeah. It wouldn't be totally out of character. Uh, after all, he was just in a topless uh, cocktail act That's out, true. And...
2: <laughs> and even though he does call it the in the... 42nd Street, I think Yes. never field to say.
3: Well, I think that's I think you're reading a little into it, but that's as plausible an explanation as, as simply the writer wanted a way to well, make the conversation natural to get that
2: joke. All right. Out. Those are two different answers. one answer yes. is in the world of the show. One yes. I understand well, I guess the writer could have meant it either way. So I guess they are related. There. Also, he is a kind of big athletic looking guy. So um, Well, why would that mean he thinks he works at the newspaper? That just oh, saying that line is what really well, I thought nice. he
3: says he's in sports. No.
2: No, no I, I know we court. just heard it. I can't remember. No, he what he said don't you work at a, a, at the paper? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Court star. That would actually be more. That would make sense. Yeah, they should have said Harvey.
3: You should have written that.
2: Um, but I love
3: in Tampa.
2: So before Oscar says raid, he starts to see everybody undressing. That's what triggers him to say that. Yes. Um, and after he, after Oscar tells Felix that it was a porno, there's a very funny expression on Tony. <laughs> <that he realizes laughs> everything that he was seeing um i do not get in the tag i mean the line about i i was a prude; i never developed those pictures is amusing but they laugh and applaud at it i just i'm surprised they think it's that Which, where's the laughter and applause when he says to this day i've never developed those pictures that gets the laugh yeah it's gonna laugh memory laps. Okay. well we just played it
3: <laughs> no it's uh, we're we're taping a little early in the morning unusually for us it's, 12 um,
2: 10. <laughs> it's noon
3: i just i find the whole tag a, a bit uh, i forced. mean it's engaging to watch and tell the story it's but it, it's very forced they had nothing for this yeah they had no tag
2: um that's the episode i i enjoy this episode. it's silly mm-hmm. but it's amusing and it's different and it, it, it mixes sloppy and neat with something else that's also topical well. So I give it four out of five Murray's because it's funny. It's just every, yeah. I don't, it doesn't, except for the one scene between the two guest stars, uh, it really w- works. And even though it's silly, there's something believable about the way it all happens in a way. Yeah. that i get through it so one does, I
3: what does wonder that if oscar didn't stop it at what point felix would realize that people yes. are fornicating in his right
2: i feel like at some point <laughs> he would have stopped filming and that that would have been a different that could be a different take on the script what what say you
3: um i really like this yeah i you know what it is it is not flawless that there are many things that that push the edge of credibility and some things that are just downright silly. But I can't help just giving it a five because it's just um, so many good laughs and so much going on. I mean, you got the American family parody, you got the porno industry, you got like all these worlds, you know, colliding. And it's just it's a lot in that these 24 minutes or whatever. Um, and I like the two guys. I mean that scene is worth it for Louis Gus saying, where's the bed? Um so, which by the way, I I think seeing it, this is one of those episodes seeing it as like a six-year-old, you know, seven hour what, what eight, maybe I was watching this. Um I, I laughed even though it was totally going over my head. Actually, um, you bring
2: up an interesting point that for a I don't know, yeah. time that isn't known like All in the Family was for its right. controversial or, or provocative status. If you do, if kids do watch it, because it's just a sloppy and a messy guy this does yeah. take a kind of a different turn. Oh
3: yeah, yeah. And uh, despite what Felix says, this was not an episode you could take your children to. Right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I think I think of that line when, when Louis Gus says, you kidding, where's the bed? Like I assumed like, oh, well, you know, kids need to sleep on a bed or something. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's like, you got these Last Tango in Paris references. You got, this is very uh, an adult episode and in many in more ways than one, I guess. Um, great location scenes, uh, they got the scene with the teaching him how to act and the scaring Murray at the door. I mean, so many like random jokes. I, I just, I can't resist this one. So it's a perhaps a flawed masterpiece, but uh, one of my favorites.
2: All right, so that is our episode for today. Uh, we'd appreciate uh, if you could leave us, uh, if you enjoy the podcast, leave us a five-star review on on iTunes. Um and if you have feedback for us, you can always email us at 1049 pod at excuse me, 1049 pod at gmail.com. I'm sick and tired of your belly aching, Garrett. Where's the bed, Ted?